Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 126 of The Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Chris, and today I'm sailing solo. It's a crazy time of year in the lead up to Christmas, and Baz and I couldn't get our schedules to line up this week, so I'm going to host the show on my own and give him a week off because he'll be pretty busy putting together a whole heap of audio that I'm going to be sending him from on board the Norwegian Spirit in the coming weeks. So uh, he'll have a lot of uh, a lot of work on his hands, and so I thought it would be a nice opportunity to give him some time off and to host the show all on my own. So uh, you're stuck with me for the next little while, but uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat about the history of the Norwegian Spirit, a follow-on from last week's episode where we talked about the history of Norwegian Cruise Line. If you haven't listened to that episode, uh, it's a great one for context, so perhaps listen to that one first, uh, and then we'll talk about Norwegian Spirit and how she fits into the NCL family. Uh, And then, of course, we'll do the cruise news, which Baz has very kindly collated um, all of the information from the various cruise lines around the world, and he does such a great job at uh, ensuring that uh, we have no sort of stone unturned when it comes to the latest cruise news each week, so we all very much appreciate the work that Baz does. But we'll be back very soon after this message to get straight into maritime history. Now, before we get back into maritime history, I should actually also mention that we did have a listener question this week. Uh, It came from Prav, and he was asking about river cruising in Europe for 2023, particularly to see uh, the Christmas markets. Now, um, I'm going to actually leave this one for an extra week, and Baz will be the person to answer that question because Baz has so much experience uh, with both booking and with traveling on river cruises throughout Europe, uh, far more experience than I have, so he'll definitely be the best person to answer that particular question. So if you don't mind uh, holding on for just one more week, um, and then Barry, of course, can answer that in full. 
if you do have your own question for, for either Baz or myself, if it's a, a travel-related question, a cruise-related question, or a maritime history question, uh, you can, of course, send that in uh, through the website at thebigcruisepodcast.com. Uh, and also, uh, the podcast is on social media too, so you can always tag um, the podcast in your question if you have it. Uh, just, just send it through, and we'll do our best to answer uh, each and every week. So to talk about the um, maritime history topic at hand, it's of course the Norwegian Spirit. And she is an interesting ship. She she entered service in 1998 with a different cruise line. She's been sailing with NCL for the majority of her career. And uh, she's, she's a unique ship within the NCL fleet, but actually has a sister ship that has a very different life. So I uh, thought it might be an interesting topic to, to cover, particularly given the focus um, on NCL last week and my upcoming trip on board um, Norwegian Spirit as, uh, as she makes her way around the world. So um, Norwegian Spirit started her, her life in 1998 um, as the superstar Leo for Star Cruises. She was the class leader of um, the Leo class and two ships were built in the class, the superstar Leo and the superstar Virgo. Uh, Leo was built in 1998 and then Virgo the following year in 1999. And the idea was for Star Cruises to have these two new builds to help them expand cruising throughout the Asian market. So uh, ports like Singapore, ports in Malaysia, Thailand, uh, Hong Kong, and then aspirations to go further afield to places like Vietnam. Uh, and so that, uh, obviously in 1998, late 1990s, they, they established those particular services. But in the early 2000s, um, the SARS outbreak actually made a big impact on uh, what was happening uh, for these ships in that particular region. And uh, if you remember back to when uh, SARS was making headlines, many of the cruise ships that were operating in the Asian market uh, were transferred temporarily to other areas. And Superstar Leo and Superstar Virgo actually spent some time in Australia. Uh, Superstar Leo herself actually was transferred down to the West Australian uh, coast and actually operated cruises out of Fremantle for, for quite some time. Um, originally intended to be for just a short period of time, several weeks, but ended up staying in Australian waters for, for several months. Uh, and Superstar Virgo actually transferred through Fremantle and then ended up over on the East Coast um, and cruising out of uh, out of Sydney for, for a brief period. And this gave a lot of Australians an opportunity to travel on um, Star Cruises for the first time as well. Now, at this time, the Norwegian Cruise Line was actually owned by Star Cruises. Um, and so there was some crossover in terms of decision-making between the two brands. And when NCL was focusing on the expansion into the Hawaiian market, they ended up transferring several of their ships across to serve in Hawaii, uh, which then meant that they wanted to sort of backfill some of that capacity in their traditional markets. Uh, at the same time, Star Cruises was looking at ways in which they could broaden their appeal throughout the Asian market. And so you saw a transfer of ships between the different brands with the uh, Superstar Leo transferring across to NCL and operating under the name of Norwegian Spirit. 
Uh, and at the same time, some of the NCL ships were actually moved across to Star Cruisers uh, and ended up sailing as Superstar uh, Libra, Superstar Aquarius, and Superstar Gemini, uh, the second one to, to bear that name. So that's one of the reasons why you see these um, former NCL ships sailing with them until, until the... Uh, until just recently sailing with uh, Star Cruisers and why a Star Cruiser ship ended up with NCL. Uh, at the same time, of course, Superstar Virgo stayed with Star Cruisers, so the two sister ships now separate and go their separate ways. Uh, when operating under um, uh, NCL management, uh, the Norwegian Spirit underwent uh, the same sort of treatment as all of the other uh, NCL ships and so much as she got the, the new freestyle dining concept built inside into the ship rather uh, and she was given the NCL hull paints uh, which gave her that very you know unique and colorful hull art on the front of the ship. Now uh, she then operated on a number of um, voyages. She was um, moved across from the Asian market uh, to operate uh, in the American and the U.S. market uh, and sailed uh, throughout many different uh, U.S. ports, including voyages up into Alaska. Um, she ha also spent some time cru cruising out of New York. She did voyages to the Eastern Caribbean. And throughout this period of time, she was quite a unique ship within the NCL fleet uh, because the, the ship still had a very much um, Asian-style Star Cruises-inspired interior. And in fact, interestingly enough, um, Emma from Emma Cruises, which is one of the YouTube channels that um, I recommend that you should you should follow. She's, she's got a great YouTube channel, uh, but also she's done some conversations with Baz about her previous cruise experiences. And she was telling me that her favorite ship is um, Norwegian Spirit, but when she last traveled on it, she could still find um, throughout the ship here and there hints of its uh, superstar Leo heritage just with um, maybe if you look behind the curtains you might see a, a sticker or a sign or something like that so the ship still kind of had that um, lovely little sort of connection with its past that um, that that you know if you're a ship's um, enthusiast you quite often will, will find and um, I know I've had experiences as well where sailing on say for example uh, the Pacific Jewel on her final voyage and there was actually still princess branding um, hidden throughout the ship here and there, even though it had had several operators since. So those are the sorts of things that people who who um, you know love ships like we do, uh, they um, sometimes delight to find those little little traces of the of the past history. But she still had that um, that sort of uh, original interior styling in the atrium area there. And with, uh, as this has been described, but you can also see it in pictures of the sort of twin elevators that come down to the lower level of the atrium, centralized around a grand piano. Um, from people that I, that I spoke to, it was a very beautiful, peaceful place, but it didn't really have that same sort of integration that NCL is so, so well known for when it comes to having lots of activity and things to do throughout the ship. So start uh, rather fast forward to the late 2010s, and uh, Norwegian Spirit is now at a point where she's approaching her 20th anniversary um, and the, it's time for, for the ship to have its interior refurbished. So NCL then made the decision to undertake a refurbishment in 2020 and the refurbishment is by all accounts extremely extensive. Um, it's had a completely reimagined interior in terms of accommodation spaces, in terms of the dining experience that's on board, the bars and lounges, the entertainment, and of course, 
addition of new activities and um, amenities on board the ship. Now, I'll be bringing you information about all of that in upcoming episodes from on board the ship. So I'm not going to go into it in too much detail now, um, but just uh, suffice it to say, it was an extremely um, extensive refurbishment um, at a cost of over $100 million. So um, NCL sort of spared no expense with the reimagining of this ship. For those of you who are interested, um, she is uh, technically, the ship is uh, 75,900 gross tons. She's, um, uh, in, in terms of her length, uh, the ship is 880 feet uh, in length, uh, which is uh, 268, almost 268 meters long. She's got a 32 meter or 105 foot beam, so she's Panamax standard, which means she can go through the original locks of the Panama Canal. Um, there's uh, 14 decks on board the ship, and then um, mechanically speaking, the ship is powered by um, MAN, B, and W engines. If you want to have an idea as to what these diesel electric engines look like, um, I recently did a video on my YouTube channel of the QE2's engine room, and though QE2 had more engines, it was of a similar type of engine with the same manufacturer, so you can get sort of an idea as to what they might have looked like. Um, uh, that's at um, youtube.com slash chrisframeofficial, but um, it had the MAN BMW engines, four of those, um, and it, uh, it is a, it's a diesel-electric power plant. So basically the engines uh, produce electricity, which is then used to turn propulsion motors. She's driven by uh, propellers um, with uh, two motors, one on each propeller shaft, so twin twin screw ship. Um, top speed of 24 knots, um, but uh, usually cruising at around about the 21 knot mark, which is pretty standard. Um, and uh, the ship itself, of course, um, you know, is, is has been in the past quite popular with passengers. I think it will continue to be a very popular ship with this uh, new uh, refurbishment, and it has a double occupancy of 2018 uh 2018 passengers so um, you know she's uh, she's got quite a reasonable uh, a very reasonable in fact um, passenger space ratio for the for the size of the ship uh, so that um, is basically where Norwegian spirit or superstar Leo ended up her sister ship the superstar Virgo had a very different uh, career and she uh, operated with um, superstar Leo uh, for the first a few years of their uh, you know, their um, career together. And then she went off to, well, whilst uh, Superstar Leah went off to NCL, uh, Superstar Virgo stayed with the Star Cruisers. And she remained with Star Cruisers for many, many years until uh, 2019 when she was transferred across to Dream Cruisers. Um, by this time, Star Cruisers was owned by Genting, uh, which also owned Dream Cruisers. So you had uh, that transfer of ships. And when she was operating for Dream Cruisers, she was also given a, a refit um, as... Um, uh, and re renamed, and so she was na named the uh, uh, Explorer Dream, and she operated with them until until their collapse. In fact, um, during the the recovery of the pandemic. Um, now, the Superstar Virgo or Genting Dream, she's been given um, a bit of an exterior alteration in terms of her um, exterior profile. She now has a very different shaped funnel um, to her sister ship, uh, with with sort of twin up twin uptakes rather I should say but you can still see from the profile from the general layout of the ship that the, the two of them are 
in fact, sisters. And at the moment, um, obviously, with um, uh, you know Dream Cruises not operating at the moment, she is um, she is her future is a bit uncertain, I suppose. So we have the uh, the two sister ships with very different careers, very different histories. Um, and you know whether or not we'll ever see them operating together again is, um, you know, I guess in anyone's guess at this at this stage. But uh, the two companies don't have any connection with one another, and so uh, the two ships have definitely gone their separate ways. So that's um, a little bit of an overview of the history of the Norwegian Spirit. Uh, most of uh, uh, most of you probably. Um, have heard of this ship in Norwegian cruise lines might not necessarily have known that she operated for Star Cruises and uh, for me myself it's it's exciting to see her again in the future because uh, I do recall her coming to Australia as a superstar Leo to operate here when um, when the uh, the stars outbreak shut down cruise travel in Asia back in the early 2000s. So I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with some cruise news from around the world. Oh, it's Father Christmas here. Are you on my naughty or nice list this year? Still time to change that, you know. Come on, Rudolph. Welcome back. And yes, today's cruise news, we're going to start with Virgin Voyages, who have welcomed the resilient lady to their fleet. Um, it's remarkable how Virgin has been able to expand and grow and, and um, follow through on their commitment to build um, this fleet of new um, lady ships, as they refer to them, uh, throughout the pandemic. And now, I guess, um, with them in service, they're, they're um, going from strength to strength. So this ship itself, um, resilient lady, she was built at the Fincantieri, um, the ship's 110,000 gross tons, so you know a big ship by any standard. And uh, she rejoins the Scarlet Lady and the Valiant Lady, which are both already in service. Um, the ship is going to spend its first season in the Mediterranean, and then she will undertake um, a 44-night positioning, repositioning voyage rather, um, to come to Australia and New Zealand. So that is so exciting. We just both Baz and I just can't wait to see Virgin Voyages in Australian waters. And so to see her coming to our part of the world is really, really cool. Staying on the topic of welcoming new ships to the fleet, and MSC has welcomed its 21st uh, ship to its massive fleet of cruise ships. Um, it, uh, the event took place on the 7th of December, and they welcomed, of course, the MSC Seascape, which is one of their new designs, new innovative ships. Um, the ship was named officially at the Manhattan Cruise Terminal in New York, um, and of, this was, uh, you know, sort of as a paying homage, I guess, to the fact that New York is the ship's um, home port from April 2023. So nice little connection there. Um, something like 3,000 guests were invited. There was VIPs, travel agents, travel partners, media, and of course um, management uh, from MSC and uh, and uh, the MSC group. And the uh, ship's is the 21st ship in the fleet, as I mentioned before, but um, it's the second ship that they've put into service in less than a month, uh, with the other one being World Europa, which they... Um, sort of unveiled to the world in November. And then the next uh, one after this is uh, is coming um, online in June of next year. So there's a uh, never-ending parade of ships coming online for uh, MSC. It's very exciting and great to see the resilience of cruising once again. 
Moving across to Carnival Corporation, and uh, they are celebrating the fact that Celebration, uh, their their newest ship, is um, bringing in a whole new raft of expanded youth programs uh, and an enrichment uh, program for children and teens and families, which is really, really cool. And they're also um, updating the very popular Dr. Seuss Bookville that they have on board the Carnival ships, um, which they're going to be uh, then rolling out fleet-wide throughout 2023. Uh, so Carnival Celebration is the the newest ship in the Carnival fleet. She's named in honour of one of the originals, which was Celebration, which operated throughout the 1980s and 1990s. Uh, and it's really got this very um, sort of big focus on families and on children to have a great time on board the ship. Um, they've got all sorts of things with um, the, a new Turtles program, which is their young children program. This is for kids that are under the age of two. Then they've got the Nautical Explorer program, which is a, sort of a camp ocean style um, experience for children. Um, and then, of course, Dr. Seuss Bookville, which is already a really popular activity for Carnival but uh, it uh, you know, has been sort of upsized and reimagined on board Celebration. And of course, the family uh, focus is something that Carnival is really well known for. So now skipping across the pond and P&O in the UK uh, is going all in on its connection with sports. Uh, if you traveled on P&O UK ships, uh, many of their ships, in fact, even dating back to the Oriana, have sport themes on board. They have sports bars on board and now they've got um, a sporting enrichment program throughout their 2023 itineraries. There are two special voyages that are going to be departing and returning to Southampton. The first is um, departing on the seventh, uh, sorry, the 2nd of September 2023. It's a seven-night cruise and it's called Sporting Icons. It's going to feature um, tennis legend uh, Sue Baker, uh, Phil Tufnell, who's a former English cricketer and a TV and radio personality, and then there's Matt Dawson, uh, a professional rugby player. Uh, so that um, that will be really great for people who want to hear from them and their experiences. And then there's another special voyage. It's called Global Explorers. It departs on the 19th of September 2023. It's a five-night trip, and this one's going to be a little bit different. It's uh, featuring Ben Fogel, uh, Simon, Simon rather Calder, and uh, Monty Halls. And these people um, are uh, broadcasters and adventurers. So they'll be talking about basically their experience from, from marine biology through to travel writing and travel commentary um, and uh, writing and exploring for various different um, news and television shows. So you've got a sporting cruise there and you've got a global exploration cruise um, which will which will be you know very exciting for passengers uh, to enjoy on those cruises out of Southampton. And uh, both those cruises are on board at the P&O Ventura. Now we jump back to NCL, uh, and they have actually just unveiled their Northern Hemisphere 2024-2025 um, um, season, uh, including both summer and also some winter uh, cruises as well. So uh, major highlights that um, that you can sort of pick up here is, is uh, voyages for Norwegian Prima uh, throughout Northern Europe, Norwegian Breakaway, uh, focusing on the Mediterranean, Norwegian Joy in Alaska, uh, Norwegian Encore throughout the Panama Canal, um, and then 
um, Norwegian Viva, which will be home porting in San Juan, uh, Puerto Rico uh, throughout December of 2024. So the full details will be in the show notes of all those different voyages and uh, uh, you can read about um, which ones and which ships are going where and the full um, details of their actual itineraries and the various different ports of call uh, in the show notes of this episode. And then just to round up today's uh, episode, we go to a, a brand that Baz and I have both talked about quite a bit since it was re-established, that's Swan Hellenic, um, and they have partnered with um, SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial uh, Intelligence, um, with a, a special program uh, on board the ships. So Swan Hellenics uh, got sort of many adventurous uh, travelers that like to go um, on board these sort of more expedition-style cruises, and there's going to be a series of uh, SETI-inspired presentations um, on board the on board the ship, uh, this will see cultural expedition cruises undertaken, um, including the director of education outreach and the deputy director of research, uh, Dr. Simon Steele, who's a PhD in astronomy um, and astrophysics, um, and he specialises in studying galaxies. So that sounds like a really interesting enrichment program they're having on board, and really does uh, show sort of a commitment to that enrichment program because. Um, the, the you know the guests that they're having on board have taught at uh, Harvard University and the University College in London, so it's quite a high um, pitch there for um, you know very experienced people um, offering their insights and enrichment on board uh, Swan Hellenic. So that's really cool. Uh, on board the Swan Hellenic Vega, uh, if you're interested in finding out more about that ship, there's some more details in the show notes as well. So that's all we have uh, in cruise news this week. Um, once again, thanks to Baz for doing such a great job at collating all of the uh, various news from around uh, around the world and uh, you know getting us the things that and I think the audience really does enjoy getting to the heart of what's happening uh, in cruising around the world. Uh, as of course, as always, rather if you have um, a uh, question if you'd like to ask us something about cruising if you want an opinion about uh, which you know different areas to cruise or if you have a maritime history question as always reach out um, through the bigcruisepodcast.com uh, or uh, you can you know find the podcast on social media uh, if you'd like to learn a little bit more through uh, video you can check out my uh, YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com slash chrisframeofficial. Uh, and I just just last night actually did a, uh, a live chat with Emma from Emma Cruises. Um, and that was all about lecturing on board cruise ships. It's one of the things that I do um, with uh, various different cruise brands. So if you have ever wondered what it's like to be a lecturer on a cruise ship, um, check out that, um, that video on Emma's channel as well. Thanks once again for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, this episode of me flying, or not flying, rather cruising solo. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll be um, handing back over the reins to Baz next week. He'll be back in the, uh, in the hot seat uh, as the host. And I will hope to see you on board. Take care. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.